You're listening to the Black Sheep Talks podcast. My name is Karina Greco, and I am your host. I am an online coach, writer, storyteller, speaker, and podcast host. My mission is to help others manifest a life of travel, adventure, and financial freedom. I created this podcast as a platform that allows for raw and authentic conversations to be the norm. I will be diving into all sorts of topics, including manifestation, mindset, self-love, healing, personal growth, spirituality, relationships, travel, the super yacht industry, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I am passionate about sharing the life lessons that I've learned and how certain experiences have helped me grow and evolve in this lifetime. My aim is to inspire you to dive deep into your own personal growth and manifest a life you love too. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Hello, Black Sheep community. Welcome back to my podcast, The Black Sheep Talks. I am your host, Karina, and today we are diving into the personal development series every single Friday, where I'm going to be talking to you guys about why I smoked changa and how my experience was. So in the last episode, I was telling you guys about my second experience with ayahuasca. And the reason I decided to sit in that ceremony was because I felt this call to go again, this call to, um, you know, sit and go do the work, the healing work that I've been doing and this journey that I've been on during throughout my time in Tulum. Um, I had integrated for a couple of months and yeah, I just felt ready to go again. And it was interesting after the second ceremony, I actually got the opportunity to be invited to a changa ceremony, which was happening literally the next day. And I know most of you are probably thinking, you are actually nuts. You're crazy. Like my one good friend always says this to me. She's like, you've been sitting in so many plant medicine ceremonies. Um, You know, how do you do it? How do you stay up all night and then work on your business and get everything done? Well, the truth is, you know, with these ceremonies, like when they call you, they call you. There's no way to describe it. There's no other way to say it. There's no right or wrong. And I've spoken to many people who are, you know, doing this work, doing the healing and going to numerous different ceremonies. And, you know, there's no hard and fast rule at the end of the day, you know, you need to educate yourself on it. And if you feel the call to do something like this, right, proper research, proper preparation and integration is a must, right? If you're not doing this, then of course it could be one of those things that you can blindly just keep going to sit in ceremony and not actually doing the work because the real work happens after the ceremony. So the reason why I've been, you know, diving so deep is because I've just listened to this voice within me, right? And I always say the medicine works through you and it is a true thing, right? You, when you feel the call to go, it just guides you there and there's no explaining why or when it happens. It just does. And of course, I'm super blessed that I have the opportunity living here in Tulum to be surrounded by so many healers, so many people that come from tribes, from Peru, from Brazil, from Colombia, from all parts of the world, and a lot of Mexican healers as well that are just so gifted. And, you know, it's it's one of those points in my life where I'm like, am I ever going to live in a place where I'm able to access this kind of work so readily? Like, I definitely know that if I was back in Canada and Toronto, this is not something I can probably do every other weekend or once a month or whatever it is that I feel called to do. So I am just feeling so deep into this work and I'm going to be sharing with you guys 
episodes throughout the next couple of months about um, different experiences that I've had, uh, more ayahuasca ceremonies that I've sat in and how they've been for me. And again, right, I'm not telling anyone that they should be doing this, that this is something that they must do in order to be healed. Again, I've had a lot of people ask me, please tell me about your experiences. And I just thought that the easiest way to do this is through my podcast, right? To send people the link to the episode if they want to know about my different experiences with peyote, with San Pedro, with ayahuasca, with mushrooms, I can send you the link for that. And I have a lot of episodes previous to this that talk about those experiences. And again, I'll be coming out with future ones as well. So today we're specifically going to talk about changa. So what is changa, you might ask? So changa, I actually had no freaking idea what it was. Um, I've heard of bufo, and bufo is a whole other um, psychedelic that we will talk about at a later time. Um, currently, as I'm recording this, I still have not yet answered the call or felt the call to do Bufo. Um, it's currently been brought up to my attention and I've been thinking about it for a couple months. Um, but with all the ceremonies that I've done these last few months, six months living in Tulum, I have really just, you know, been taking the time to kind of go one step at a time and not try to dive into everything at once. So when that opportunity comes, I'm sure there's going to be a podcast episode about that. But for today, let's talk a little bit about Changa. So I had no idea what this was. Um, at the end of my ayahuasca ceremony, um, the facilitator actually came up to me and he said that they're going to be hosting a Changa ceremony in Tulum the following day. And at the moment I thought there's no freaking way that, you know, it's sunrise right now, like 6am that I'm going to go to sleep for a few hours because I never really sleep more than three or four hours after a ceremony, um, you know, until the next night. I thought there's no way that I'm going to be able to do this again in 12 hours. And of course, my first question was, okay, first tell me what this even is. And, you know, they told me what it was. And the next day, the next morning, I, you know, went into this hole of researching it, looking it up. And I thought, okay, let me just see what this is. Let me see if it calls me. Let me see if this is something that I want to do. Um, because I have heard of these shortened DMT experiences. And so what it is, is essentially Changa is the DMT MAOI infused smoking blend. So typically the extracts from the DMT containing plants are combined with a blend of different herbs and the ayahuasca vine and her leaf create this mix that is 20% to 50% DMT um, akin to pretty much being a smokable ayahuasca. So instead of, you know, the whole ayahuasca brew, which is made with like the vines and the, and the plant together. Um, the reason those are infused together is so that it can create a longer trip, a longer experience, right? This is why an ayahuasca experience happens for the entire night. It's done at night from about 8 PM to sunrise, um, you know, 12 hours or so, eight to 12 hours or whatever it is. And the reason why this happens, right, is because the two plants are infused together to create this brew that allows for the DMT to actually stay in your brain for a longer period of time. Because if you just had DMT on its own, right, just like the chakruna, um, it's not going to actually stay in your body for that long because your body actually rejects it and it sees it as like a poison. Um, so it doesn't actually stay in your body and allow you to experience that state. So with Changa, it's a shortened experience. It's just about 10 minutes, much like Bufo, which we're not talking about today, 
because Bufo is a completely different um, type of DMT experience. Um, it's from, um, you know, not a plant, but the changa is from the plant, right? The plant, the, the same vine from what ayahuasca is brewed. So it's fairly new compared to the centuries-old ayahuasca traditions, but both are ways to consume DMT. So after I was researching this and looking it up, I thought, okay, well, it's only going to be 10 minutes, right? I'm not going to have to sit like a whole other night. I can obviously go to bed afterwards and rest and, you know, go with those integrations of what I've learned. So you know, that morning I actually spent like hours writing my whole integration and my experience, which I shared with you guys in the last episode. And you can go back and listen to it if you haven't already had a chance to to listen to that one. Um, but I was preparing for this trip and I just knew that, you know, there was this calling within me to try it, right? I'm a very open person. I'm very experimental. As you guys know, I do these things very, very intentionally because for me, it's really important to always continue to grow and evolve. And this healing journey that I've been on has been one of those things, right? It requires you to remain open-minded and to be willing to try these different methods, different plant medicines, right? Again, not everyone has to do it. I'm not saying that that's what you have to do. But for me internally, I have felt this call and I'm sharing this experience because I know a lot of people are interested. And I know that this type of medicine can literally change lives because it has truly changed my life. And I'll come out with an episode after I speak about um, some more of my plant medicine experiences as to how um, these medicines have actually really brought me towards another spiritual awakening in my life, right? I've had multiple spiritual awakenings and I'm a firm believer that we do have multiple. Um, and, you know, they hit at different points in our life, at different ages, different experiences, right? It doesn't necessarily need to have, they need to be with plant medicine. It could be with like a trauma or something you went through in life that was really difficult or anything, right? So for me, like, starting this journey has just been a whole like ripple effect of this huge spiritual awakening I've had this year in 2021 and why it's just elevated me so much in both my personal life and in my business. So I'll read to you guys some of the Changa intentions that I set before going into this, right? Um, I obviously wrote, I just sat in an ayahuasca ceremony yesterday and I felt the call to come to Changa. I feel really safe with the facilitators and I know I'm in good hands as I've sat with them before and I trust in the work that they're doing. As I sit on the mat, I see a lot of familiar faces around me. So I got to this beautiful shala just outside of Tulum. We were outside. There was a bunch of mats set up um, and I saw a lot of my friends there. So it made me feel really happy to know that I wasn't the only one doing this and that there were others coming to explore this medicine. And everyone there pretty much had never tried it before, except for maybe like one or two people. Um, and we were all just preparing to undertake this experience with an open heart and an open mind. And I wrote... I'm surrendering to the call. I'm here for a reason, a purpose. I feel a sense of calm taking over me. The medicine from Pachamama is still working through me. I'm here to continue to integrate, connect to the divine and receive more messages of wisdom. And I wrote that my intentions are to fully let go of expectations and surrender so that I can receive the wisdom from this plant medicine. So of course I was like, really open. I had just experienced two previous ayahuasca ceremonies and they were definitely hard work for me, right? Everyone's experience is different. And my biggest struggle has always 
been to let go of the control, right? The control that I feel um, because there's always this underlying kind of feeling of fear where you're like, oh my God, like, what am I about to do? What is going to happen to me? Am I going to be okay? Right? Like, there's just all of these thoughts going through your head. And the best way to go into these experiences is to fully surrender and have zero expectations because expectations only lead to disappointment, right? That goes for anything in our life. So as we were sitting there, I remember I did not want to go first. Like part of me was like, maybe I should just go first to get it over with so I don't see anyone. But part of me was really curious. I'm like, I want to see what it actually looks like because we were able, we were doing it in a group setting. So about three people were going at a time and there was a facilitator with each person giving them the medicine to smoke. And we were kind of sitting around holding the space, holding the energy for everyone that was getting to experience their 10 minutes of changa. And as I was waiting, I, I, I watched three people go ahead of me and I just sat there with like an open heart watching how the, how they smoked it. They explained to us, you know, when we smoke it, we want to inhale all of it at once or, and hold it right. And then breathe it out through our nose or else if we couldn't inhale it all, because it can be a lot and can be really like tough on our throat we want to also do it really slowly um so a lot of people ended up just inhaling like three seconds three to five seconds in and blowing it out um and then doing that two more times so i watched the people in front of me go and i remember thinking oh my god like okay let's see how they do it um i'm gonna take some mental notes so that way i feel ready to to do it as well and there were different people sitting and different experiences for each person, right? The first guy that went first, he ended up smoking the entire thing in one go. And instantly he was just pushed back into the mattress. And he seemed like he was in total ecstasy, like total bliss. And I was like, wow, that looks freaking amazing. Like, I hope that's me. (laughs) And then there were the other two girls who, you know, were definitely having a harder time. Um, There was, you know, one girl who couldn't smoke it. She was really coughing and having trouble to actually take it down. And I was like, oh shit, like, I feel like that's going to be me, right? Because I'm not a smoker. And, you know, this is one thing it's really hard for me to like, you know, let alone inhale like a cigarette or weed. Like I don't really smoke often and I don't smoke cigarettes. So I know that this can be like harsh on my lungs. And I thought, okay, that's probably going to be my experience, but let's just, you know, manifest that it's going to be all good. Mm -hmm. So I ended up volunteering to go second because I was like, okay, I've seen them do it. I'm ready to go. Um, And of course, you know, we didn't ask how their experience was after you kind of come out of it, your body's still in this like tingling state. You kind of come back to your mat and meditate and to your seat. I mean, And, you know, I just kind of went forward and took the next place and was like, I'm ready. I'm going to do this. I'm going to put my big girl pants on. I'm here. I came here. There's no backing out now, right? I'm not going to be a coward. Um, I've sat in ayahuasca. Like, I got this. This is just 10 minutes. But for some reason, this like notion of smoking it just kind of scared me a little bit more. Um, So 
of course, with my Changa experience, I will tell you guys what happened. I actually wrote in my journal my entire experience, and I would love to read it back and share it with you because I feel like this is a beautiful moment of integration, which you know is kind of like medicine for myself, right? This is going to be something I'm going to get to look back on and go, "Wow, like I had this cool experience," and you know, if it inspires somebody to maybe try this or to go down this path, then that's amazing. That's great. Or if it's just a story that I get to share with you and you get to listen and, you know, take what you can from it, then that's beautiful as well. So I wrote, wow, I felt like the entire experience was so blurry. I couldn't inhale without coughing after the first choke. Then the second and third, I exhaled through the nose. I got a wave of blurriness and disorientation came over me instantly. I remember the facilitator saying to me, do one more, just smoke one more and don't exhale. So I ended up exhaling it through my mouth and I, sorry, through my nose and I was supposed to hold it deeper. So after about the third one, I ended up taking this fourth one. And I remember like, as I was going to take it, his entire face was becoming pixelated. Like it happened so, so quickly that the medicine just hit me instantly. With ayahuasca, it takes about maybe 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour even, depending on, you know, you for the medicine to actually start working through you. And with this, it was literally as soon as I smoked one or two tokes, I began to feel something working, something taking over my body. And I remember going into the slight panic because I knew that I wasn't smoking it properly and I wasn't smoking it enough. And I remember the facilitator saying, just do one more, do one more, do one more. And as he was getting blurry and pixelated, I was literally like, the pipe was coming to my mouth and I was smoking it. And I was just like, oh my God, like what is happening? It literally felt like the moment of like Adam and Eve and like, you know, Eve going to get the forbidden fruit. And that's what I felt like I was doing like, Ooh, like I want this, but should I be doing this kind of thing? So I ended up smoking the fourth hit and I ended up having the rest of the medicine. And all of a sudden I just felt this intense feeling like this, almost this spirit, like presence just push me back into the mattress and my head just instantly hit the pillow. So I wrote next, it was an intense feeling that I had crossed to the other side, the other realm that I visited twice during both ayahuasca ceremonies. I started to see these entities floating around me and pulling me. It seemed really, really dark at first. And I thought, do I want to be here? Am I going to be stuck here forever? Why did I come back here? I felt like I was literally dying and I felt the heaviness on me for all of the fears, anxieties, and worries that I had inside. And it was crazy because, you know, I told you guys I had this feeling of control that I was holding on to. And I just, you know, I couldn't help it because with ayahuasca and, you know, with Changa, which is very similar, your your mind is still in your body. Like even though you travel to this other realm and like, you know, your body isn't really with you anymore, your mind is still there. So your monkey mind comes in and it has these fears, it has these doubts. And part of this medicine is what it's doing is it's going into the deepness of your thoughts, right? Of your limiting beliefs, of your fears, of whatever. And literally at that moment, my fear was like, I do not want to die. 
right? Like even though I'd experienced my ego death in ayahuasca, I was literally like, oh my God, am I actually back here again? Um, and as these like entities were latching onto me, like they honestly look like these alien-like beings. And they saw a lot of geometric shapes. And, you know, in the last Aya ceremony, they were saying to me, like, you are awakened, you are awakened. And in this moment, I really felt like they were seeing my light and they were trying to latch onto me. And I remember the facilitator saying that this might happen. And if this happens, just, you know, remember that you are light and remember that, you know, they're not there to harm you. They're actually just looking for the light as well. They also want to find the, find the light. It's almost like this void that you're in where, you know, all of these other beings are around you and you're this light beam that's coming in and they're trying to, you know, connect with you. So as I started to like tell my mind this, like let go of this fear, like it's okay, you know, you are light. I remember feeling like mist being sprayed at me. I remember feeling like hands on my heart. Um, the facilitator was coming around, you know, kind of being present with me because I still felt things. Um, you know, I kind of felt like I was getting this healing work done on me. And, you know, these these anxieties and fears and the last little bits that were clinging on to me were kind of just coming out of my body and you know I was being reminded that everything is okay and in that moment once I surrendered and once I felt like it's okay to let go of this fear like everything's fine I honestly just had this wave come over me that went from fear anxiety and worry to just like complete bliss and you know tears were running down my eyes and I started to feel my tears start to dry like before I was kind of shaking through my arms and you know I felt like I was literally moving around like almost like my body was probably making huge movements almost like I was in this panic so my mind as well I was like oh my god just do people see what's happening to me right my monkey mind was coming in but when I let go of that and I just surrendered I literally just felt this like entire energy change right these entities went away and it was no longer scary it was no longer dark and I actually started to see these geometric shapes and all these colors and lights and my arms literally just began to move they began to move as if I was like ecstatic dancing and they went into this prayer like my hands just literally clasped together they were by my sides and they just went together and they raised up in prayer. And it was like I was just devoted to source, to spirit. And I felt this like huge power over me. And I started to see myself as a light. I felt like the mist of water spraying over me. And it was as if like I had this entire rebirth. And I started to feel this euphoria and ecstasy just take over me. Um, I began to smile and laugh so big as my arms were moving and I was ecstatic dancing and I felt so safe. I felt at home and I felt that I was fully able to express myself and shine my light. It was so amazing, like complete two different polarities. I went from being so controlling, so in fear, so afraid of these entities of death, of, of my deepest and darkest thoughts and fears to just complete surrender and complete bliss. It was truly an experience that, you know, 
this is the best way that I can put it into words without sounding like, you know, woo-woo or whatever. This is the best way that I can describe it to you guys. So I felt really at home. And I remember just getting the download that where there is darkness, there is always light. And I started to thrive. I was in that trip. I felt like I was in that trip forever. And, you know, I just smiled and I felt so, so amazing in my body. Um, I literally just felt like I was dancing. And it felt like I was in that trip for hours, days, eternity. Like there's no time when when your brain, you know, experiences DMT. There's really no telling. There's no time. You don't know how long you are in that other realm, in that other dimension, in that other world, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then when I kind of came back into my body, I started to gather consciousness again and you know, I kind of was slowly coming back into my body, coming back and feeling that like, okay, I'm I'm back at an earth. I'm back in the 3D. And I ended up opening my eyes and looking around and seeing that most people were back in their seats. And I was one of the last ones to come out of the experience. And I slowly crawled back to my seat and just meditated, closed my eyes. And I could still feel those sensations running through my body. I can still feel the tingling. Um, I can still feel the sense of peace and comfort and knowing that I can trust in the universe. I can trust in source. I can trust in the divine. And I felt so much love and self-love for myself and for those around me. I was literally just hugging myself for about five minutes and just couldn't believe what I had just experienced. Um, it's so crazy, but it's almost like your brain forgets what happens after, you know, the DMT experience. Like even though I had done ayahuasca two times, every time it is so freaking different. Like every time there's like, you know, some sort of darkness or shadow you face and then the light and the peace and the joy and compassion that you feel at the end. Again, that's not necessarily for everyone. Some people might just feel bliss the entire time. Some people might just go through pain um, the entire time. Like it's, it's really a different and unique experience for everybody. And what I wrote after this was, after this experience, we gathered for cacao and I witnessed a beautiful performance by the facilitators. Like the music was so amazing. I just felt on top of the world, right? Like there was no better feeling in that moment than to be in community, to, to sing, to dance, and to feel free. I ended up expressing my voice and singing along with the songs that I already felt like I just knew from a past life. Like I knew the words and I was singing them and dancing and connecting with others. And I just felt so able to be myself, to just fully express myself, to express my light and just to be that beacon for others. And, you know, it was just an, an experience that, you know, words don't even do it justice. Like me speaking on this podcast doesn't even do it justice. And yeah, it was, it was just an experience that I will always cherish forever. And it's something that really, really changed my life and really helped me to, you know, continue to appreciate this this 3D life that we're living on earth, right? And I just felt so happy to be able to have these experiences. And, 
yeah, I'm really, really blessed that I get to live in Tulum and that this is so available for me to, to have. And, you know, my biggest wish for this entire earth, right, for this entire earth, this entire planet, for all the people is that they get to experience this kind of bliss and knowing. And even if it's not through plant medicine, it's just through themselves. Because at the end of the day, we all have this medicine within us. We are all able to connect with ourselves on a deeper level, whether it's through meditation, through breath work, um, ecstatic dance. There's so many ways that you can start to do this before you decide to dive into plant medicine that, you know, it can really change your life when you take that moment to just be present. And yeah, I just want to wrap this up by saying that this experience was definitely unique. Um, it's definitely something that I would probably try again. I don't know when, but you know, I'm very open. And like I said, I'm very called to try Bufo next, which is similar, but um, different. So I will explain what that is in the future when I do decide to take that plant medicine. But for now, I will leave you here and I will talk to you guys next time when we bring back a mix of different topics on entrepreneurship, self-love, growth, and plant medicine. So I wish you guys a beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening. And again, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please take some time to leave a review. I love and appreciate you so much, and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I am so grateful to have you a part of this journey with me. If you resonated with this episode, then please share this on your Instagram story and tag me at the Black Sheep Travels so that I can say a massive thank you and show you my appreciation. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. Please share this with your friends or anyone you know that would enjoy this podcast. If you're interested in finding out more about me or how we can work together, then please visit my website, www.theblacksheeptravels.com. You can also subscribe to my email list so that you can stay in the loop for podcast drops, blogs, freebies, info about my coaching packages, my ebook, and upcoming courses and books. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I am so grateful to have you here.